Hello and welcome to BizPod. On this week's episode, we're chatting about business plans and how they help you finalise your idea. Hello there, Anton. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Louise. How about yourself? I have been up for a very long time today and it's still very early. The, the joy of uh, fun there. <laughs> it is, um, mm. we can't remark, but we, we live at a decent distance away, and uh, the, the, the sound of the thunder could be heard fairly f- clearly uh, on each side of the pond, so it was quite yeah. a night. Turns out um, thunder snowstorms have some really interesting effects um, to do with how the snow helps it resonate or something, but but we are not we are not here to discuss the weather. We are here to discuss business. Yeah, and I think this inter- uh, this episode is going to be quite an interesting one because we're we're chatting about business plans, and you know this kind of started as a a why to start podcast, but it you know the business plan formula in many ways kind of showcases and kind of helps you through that should I start process. Yeah, I think um it can be it can be very challenging sometimes if you've maybe got an idea but not exactly sure how to keep it going or how to get it started or how it how to make it sustainable uh, in terms of longevity. Um and so yeah, that's that's really what the core of a business plan is is being like, yep, this is my ideas, these are the pitfalls, these are the ways we should do it, this is who will be involved. So we're just going to talk a little bit through business plans themselves and and how key they are, how easy they are, because I think it can be quite intimidating if somebody tells you to just go away and make a business plan. Yeah, and I think the thing to know is that you you don't really need anything to do a business plan. Literally, as long as you have the idea and are willing to put like a little bit of time into it, it's fairly easy to, you know, just get your head down, use it as a place to experiment about a potential business idea. You you don't have to be a, kind of up and running or anything like that, because I won't lie, the idea of writing a, a 16-page document or however long you want, it could technically be as short as one or two pages, it's whatever fits your mm. needs, but the idea of doing that early on can be quite more daunting than it needs to be. Yeah, and that's what we do here at BizPod. We remove the daunt. Hey, BizPod with fifty percent less daunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we need to we need to make a character called Daunt. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's. I guess that's the the real handy thing is you know, I think the thing to keep in mind is that nobody really needs to see your business plan uh, in a lot of cases, uh, unless you're kind of going and applying for funding. But in most cases, the business plan's handy for just knowing yourself what the company's like. Yeah, I guess rather than no one needs to see it, it's more make it so that you can use it and so that you understand it. Um, you know, I think if you are working with partners, probably make it with the partner. Um, you know, or if you're if you're doing it with a company, you know, that's that's slightly different. But if it's a, yeah, I want to outline a kind of a thing that I could do format it so that you can use it because at the end of the day you're the one who's going to be referring back to it you know you're the one who's going to be updating it or checking it or being involved with it um so it doesn't make any sense to just follow somebody else's template necessarily if if you don't think that way yeah and i think the the handy thing about having a business plan and kind of up and running 
is that the worst case scenario is you don't want to, let's say, quit a job or get some funding. Uh, get yourself in a position to do it and then be like, um, how are we going to do things? It's nice to be able to, you know, as you've got some stability in your life, chip away, get the details worked out so that when you've got the opportunity to go and chase uh, this wonderful idea, you can kind of do it uh, a lot more confidently, knowing the kind of nitty-gritty and the small details of how it all works. Hmm. So um, let's jump right into it, Anton, because you you were more heavily involved in the making of our business plan um, as it was also part of a module at uni, which is quite helpful. So you got a lot of guidance through it. So so let's uh, talk talk me through as if I know nothing. Talk yeah. me through it. So, you know, th- there's many different structures and um, I'm sure you can go out and find them. But this is kind of a fairly standardized representation. There are, you know, a couple beats that you can stumble upon. Um, so, you know, kind of going from the, the top to document, it's very much looking at your company uh, and idea at the kind of highest point possible. And then as the further you go into the, the paper, um, you know, you're kind of honing in more and more on little details. So um, after, you know, tit- like titles and tables, contents and all that boring stuff, you would be moving on to, you know, your executive summary going over what the business is, why, you know, who are you, uh, you know, vaguely. So, you know, let's say in our case, you know, we're, we're Anton Louise. We, we've made videos. Our idea, make a company that makes videos. Customer, oh. people who want videos. <laughs> That's great. I would have never known that we were Anton and Louise who makes videos. I know. It's um, a bit of a plot twist in all things. <laughs> mm. no one no one saw it coming not even us but yeah you know that just having that executive summary early on um just so people reading can be able to be like yeah i i know what you're talking about so once you get into the the more weird and abstract stuff uh they self can kind of generalize it to a, a grander vision very uh, helpful very helpful to have um i think especially yeah is, as we've mentioned a couple times the, the going to funding um, it can be the best place for if, say, you've got an investor or you do need that that starting seed capital, having a really tight business plan or a really well-organized business plan um, can be an amazing way to get that without having to, I, do, I shouldn't say without having to do anything, but without having to start that investment in yourself. It could just be the, the investment is needed is that time to make this really solid business plan of yes, in this many years and this much time and this much money. And somebody could go, well, actually, I have that. I want to invest. I want to be involved. Um, and so it's really key to do your business plan at the start so that you can um, really be able to clearly explain what you're doing. Yeah. And uh, kind of following into that, uh, we would kind of shuffle on to a period of the document where you go over uh, your business mission and vision statement. Uh, your mission mm-hmm. statement would kind of be your overall purpose. You know, uh, you are making a business that is going to make fantastic ties for cats at an affordable price <laughs> that are artisan grade mm, with beautiful quality cat ties. and then you have your vision statement which is you want to empower the universe that you know ties for cats is a great way for human and feline relationships that's your kind of grand vision uh, and i have more okay. abstract way can we yeah can we get a slightly less abstract uh, example there please um yeah so you know 
uh, to kind of put it more simply, I suppose, is your mission statement was literally just what you're planning to do. Uh, you know what what the kind of what the company an is. an end goal. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, you want to make um, great wedding photography um, that has a kind of alternative vibe. Let's say for people mm. who are more alternative. For for the cat ties, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then your vision statement is you know democratize wedding photography in a, a mm. kind of artisan fashion um and you know these are just really handy at finding new ways to look at your business from other angles and kind of you know especially if it's a, an idea you're not 100 percent sold on yourself being able to look at your idea and be like you know what actually this does have an impact and i, I would want to put 10 five years into this yeah yeah, that's brilliant. And and I think the being very clear on that from the start is is just important for yourself anyway, but especially if you're at a point where you're needing funding or you're needing help from people, getting other people on board, that's really important. Um that's really important to just have it have it written down somewhere that's very clear that you can share. Um again we said, you know, make it so that you can understand it, but I think also having it organized and laid out so that at least you can explain it to somebody else again really really important indeed uh, and that's it uh, from this point we, we start getting into the, the nitty-gritty of a business plan with your your business details which would be everything from your name legal structure whether or want whether or not you want to be a, a limited company a sole trader uh, an llp in the case of us um, your kind of product so you know if you're doing a, a cafe you know being like yeah we'll have the main cafe where we're, we're kind of doing f- like hot baked foods but we're also doing deliveries breaking down all the things that you're offering to consumers and then overall the the kind of aim of offering those stuff so you know why are you you know doing a storefront when you know you your your niche would be more suited towards you know deliveries um and yeah just going through the the kind of products and the clear just details about the company uh, at this stage is an important thing and you might not have everything you know at the point that you're making it you might not have all of that clear info so i think you know being aware that some of it will need to be filled out in the coming months um i think is also acceptable i I know i've talked to some people where their business plan changed quite a bit as they grew um and so again nothing that you write here is fully set in stone if you manage to find another niche or there's actually something is working much better but it's really good to do that sort of thought experiment for all the areas um that you could possibly be involved with um, so that you can be a little bit more prepared when those eventualities do or, or if they do happen. Indeed. And, you know, being able to break down what you're actually offering as well is incredibly handy where um, I think, you know, if you're, you know, you buy a massive building, being able to break it down and be like, oh, yeah, you know. Break down the building. <laughs> yeah, tear it down to the, the, the ground. Uh, but being able to break it down and be like, yeah, you know, we've got this room. We'll offer functions. Uh, we'll also do, you know, we've got some rooms. We can do the hotel stuff. You know what? We could do the the bar open to the general public and kind of being able to define what your offerings are because it can be both in one sense of you could possibly aim for too much and actually be like, actually, that I can't offer 50, mm. um, you know, eggs um, or eggs that's not enough to do it i could also do this being able to to Mm -hmm. get that scope is real handy 
Yeah, and and you know, you might have plans for growth later, which you can pick up upon later. But it's worth that at the start establishing like what level you're at, what is achievable, and um, because I think again, if you're setting up too much expectations, then you're not you're not being sort of true to yourself or to people who are helping you with this business. It's really important to be really clear. Um, about what is achievable especially if you're looking at like a first year basis you know what can you do for that first year and then okay maybe by the end of the year actually it's either gone better it's gone worse let's look at that business plan you know let's see do we still agree with the mission statement you know do we still feel that these things are correct and and yeah work on that absolutely at the, the end of the day you know the, the great thing about having a, a business plan in place is that you know you get to know what you're doing that uh, so that when you're doing it in your first year, you can basically put your heads to the ground, just work on doing it and worry about, you know, the projects or the, the customer experience and then kind of not stressed out too much about the business stuff because you've decided what the plan is already. And obviously you can review that at some points, but for the day-to-day operations, being able to yeah. just focus is really handy. And, and, you know, there might come a time where you are hiring people, you know, to do the exact jobs that you were doing and you get to kind of move up and be a bit more of the sort of the thinker and organizer and this is what I do. And so you maybe move a bit from that kind of mission to the vision, but but both are still really important not to have or to have also at the start and also at the end. Um, even if you're sort of part of the cog as an individual shifts within the company um the company still has to be fully aware of both sides of that um i know we've talked a bit to people who have sort of worked a little bit more in that vision area um and yeah they they, those they can then grow that vision and expand it and, and be more influential um in the way that they had worked so long on the mission to make that expanding and and um inspirational Absolutely. And uh, shuffling on a little uh, regarding the kind of nitty-gritty stuff, we would be discussing your, your management details, which Oof. can be as complicated or as simple, uh, depending uh, on what you're going for. So you're discussing your primary owners or other kind of key people at the start, uh, or at least in the first year or so of the company, um, and if the, the legal structure affects that. So, you know, if it's just yourself, you know, you're basically CEO, Me. top dog. You're, you're, you've got it real easy there. But, you know, if let's say you're doing the restaurant uh, or mm. restaurant hotel sort of thing, that's a little bit complicated where let's say you have two owners. How do you delegate things? What's each of your kind of key responsibilities? Do you have a head chef? Do you have a head of the like the hotel side of the business? Uh, being able to break down who's all involved and... Uh, if they have any legal stake in the company, maybe the you know the head of the hotel part doesn't actually own the business, and they're, they're just being hired. Mm. Detailing that, you know, uh, uh, Billy and Jane own like fifty percent of the business each, and then like um, Janet owns nothing. Sad Janet. Um, oh, for you, <laughs> Janet. Uh, but yeah, being able to detail that stuff is uh, the important thing at this stage, and I think can be quite useful, especially in a, the case of a company like ourselves where. You know, it is just the two of us, but being able to define our our jobs more specifically is quite handy for starting. Yeah, I think definitely as well, there was an amount of having to sort of figure out a little bit of of not just what each of us are good at. I think we knew what each of us were good at, but it's like, you know, what should we be doing as jobs in terms of the company? Um, 
and like what is required because I was listening to to somebody talking the other day and they were saying you can get totally bogged down by just doing lots and lots of little tiny things which don't sort of add to that overall um because there is kind of infinite lots of little things that you could do and it's like well okay well actually it was about refocusing on on his time and looking back at what he needed to do um and I think that that's sort of taken us a little bit of time to settle into is like okay you know there is two of us so there's an amount of delegation but it's it's who do we delegate to you know how who has found up what job and who needs to do it best so there's like a lot of communication between the two of us um because again you know we're we're not one brain sadly yeah and uh i think that's uh, especially handy if you you know if you've got external staff you're bringing in if you're subcontracting being able to understand what your role is and involves with them uh, how much you're depending on them being able to get that understanding early is very handy yeah i th- i think that's an interesting one um you know it's just it's so difficult I think at the start as well getting those big pictures and even just kind of working through each of these steps as you as you build it can be a great way to sort of build the I was going to say product build the company in your mind because you might actually have a really good idea of your vision and your mission statement but maybe not the day-to-day runnings or you might have a really good sense of exactly what you're going to be doing every day but actually the overall elements are a bit sort of vague and so I think that's what's great about a business plan is you you work through this kind of list this it's not really ticking off boxes but it's about it it's to help you think through what you're doing indeed and uh, from this point onwards in the business plan it goes from oh this is real handy to this is you know pointing out and finding out the holes that you might have in your idea so uh, next up, we've got uh, kind of market research slash market analysis, mm. um, which is the real tough bit where you're basically making sure that you have customers that are available. Uh, who who might actually need the product? Um, how you know getting your statistics in this point is the real good point where you know if you can be like, um, for instance, in our our one, you know, we we detail that you know, um, kind of by twenty twenty three. Um, video traffic's going up from 75 to 82 percent mm. uh, you know it's a grown industry and having these stats in this point is the the best place to put them if you are maybe looking to get some additional funding and you would be sharing this business plan around with other people uh, and as well for yourself being able to you know be like okay i have researched this is how much demand you know there are uh, x many people living in this council area there's yeah. this many new houses coming they'll need furniture i can do furniture and it's it's a couple things like that that i know like starting a cafe you know is something that a lot of people have maybe as a want and you want to sort of be involved in running and managing that or you know you've got a friend who's a really great baker you want to get her stuff in or, or something her i said her it could have been him anyone can be a baker um i just live with someone who bakes um and and i think that you know there's nothing wrong with starting a cafe, but if you're doing it right next to a Starbucks and a Costa, 
you know, that those are both very popular, but also people like supporting local chains. So checking the area. Okay, do lots of people shop locally in this area or do people only want their Starbucks, you know? And there's a, another thing of, well, how many people are going to be coming in and sitting? You know, is it a busy area where there's people just walking through and they just want a coffee to take away? Or is it that actually there's a really cute view and, you know, maybe old, old grandmas want to come and sit in and do their knitting? You know, and then that's also then part of your business plan. Do you allow having grandmas in sitting doing their knitting all day? Um, it's it's all sort of part of it. Um, because you could have a really great idea for a cafe, but if you've put it in the wrong place or you haven't checked whether the specific market is is sort of suited or oversaturated, you can sort of trip over the first hurdle, so to speak. Yeah, th this is uh, definitely the place where you, as a, an expert of your department or field or industry, um, need to be critical of who, you know what's going on around you. Um, if there's a lot of cafes that you know you love, or a lot of you know a lot of Italian restaurants in the town that you're in, and they're you know struggling to fit, like you know get butts on seats, it's possibly mm. not wise to to add another Italian restaurant. Another to that Italian list. restaurant. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know if there's you know two italian restaurants and you know they're fully booked every night there there's clearly a little bit of demand there that you could maybe add to uh, mm. like not add to but fill um or accommodate oh, i'm so hungry now i'm just thinking of a good italian food <sighs> similarly I, why, why do i do this <laughs> <laughs> well so there's a there's a place nearby which is um it did start as vegan vegetarian italian but since getting in your chef has specialized in like pure purely vegan um Italian food with with really great substitutes with like traditional recipes that are either adapted or because they're made traditionally are vegan anyway. Um and so one of the areas where it put the original restaurant was quite a small building and that they found that actually that you know there was a high demand, but because they couldn't get that many seats in, they had to do a lot more delivery. So that was like, okay, they've got to get more work on the ovens and the the having more chefs in to be able to keep up with the delivery demands and then they eventually got another storefront um or another restaurant out in a very much a different part of town and though it's much bigger they're finding that there's less demand over there but of course people aren't willing to travel halfway across the town to go to a restaurant um and so that's quite an interesting one that they managed to get a bigger premises but because the area was slightly different there was a different demand um, and then, of course, this year has just been very difficult for for restaurants and businesses. So, so that I mean, nobody can plan a global pandemic, but I think there there are interesting values in there that they're still really popular and they do make really good food. But each of the restaurants have different things that they're struggling with, even though it's the same owner manager. Yeah, and you know, I I think it can be tempting at this stage to really try and go out and sell yourself and be like, yeah, you know you know there is booming you know everybody is looking for uh you know uh tobin socks you know everyone i know uh you know the construction worker i bumped into he wants tobin socks uh mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you want this to you know work and succeed for yourself so make sure that you are being honest with yourself and finding the flaws and at this stage um, it is quite handy to do a SWOT analysis, which I believe we've mentioned on the, the podcast before, which is you know breaking down your your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities and threats um, as a company, um, and you know given each you know uh, a balanced amount amount of bullet points, uh, you know 
give yourself, you know, the four, you know, weaknesses of your idea, you know, uh, the, the four f- uh, threats and then the, the four shre- biggest strengths. And, you know, if your your four biggest strengths can outbalance your uh, biggest weaknesses, then you're golden. If you're, you know, the, the threats, you look at them and, you know, they seem fairly small or can be mediated, then, you know, you've got a good idea. But if you're looking at it and, you know, there's some glaring big flaws in your idea, um, then you can identify that early and be like, you know what, maybe this idea, sadly, might not work at the moment. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one because you might even have something which works really well at the time that you've done that research and then a couple months later or, you know, it's a seasonal thing. So say you've done all your great research over the summer of how great opening up an ice cream shop is, but if you haven't done that same kind of effort with then winter, I don't know, you've got a very different situation. So, So yeah, look at every possible you know, every possible outcome for, will this happen? Can I cope with it? You know, will that happen? Can I cope with it? Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? You know, if you're really good at talking to people and chatting with people, if your business maybe involves you doing lots of emailing, then already, you know, you're not working to those strengths. Or if you're, you know, if you're maybe incredibly introverted and it involves you having to sell a lot of face-to-face, yes, say you're an ice cream truck. And you know you've got to really be friendly and encourage people to come back. Then, then again, you're going to struggle there. Not that introverted people cannot um, be social, but I think that's then extra taxing on yourself, which might then build up to more later. So, it's about knowing yourself and your idea and your business all in once. Yeah, you know, uh, and as well as that, it could even be quite handy just to be able to look at an idea and be like, "Hey, I thought." you know making ice cream would be the most fun thing i ever wanted Mm. but you know i'm not the most social or i'm allergic yeah you know it can you can find stuff that for yourself you actually break down the the less fun aspects of this particular idea and then you're like oh i don't want to spend 40 hours a day doing contracts for like one project you know you can figure you can find the holes for yourself even not (laughs) even as a business idea Sorry, that just hit me. 40 hours a day. You know, it's heads down in the, the contract <laughs> ice cream business. You, you don't Mate, understand. them ice creams. <laughs> Contracts are so hard for ice creams. That's what they say. You know, um, what, yeah, what are the sort of final steps then of making yeah. that business plan? Uh, and then things, you know, they become a, a little bit easier. I think the definitely there, the kind of market research and analysis is possibly the most nitty-gritty and uh, intimidating part of the process. Uh, then you move on to just your marketing plan um, you know how you're going to go around at your target markets your demographics your psychographics you know how people are finding you uh, and how if people are finding you you're going to convince them you know let's say if your plan is to just go around a bunch of uh, networking events uh, if you find people that you're like in, that could be interested in you is your plan to send you send them a show reel is it to basically bring them around to the the workshops so they can see what you work on and being able to figure out how to basically get people through the door which i know for ourselves has been something that we we've been constantly revising uh, and learning about yeah um you know it's 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 hard to it's hard to plan sometimes (laughs) it's really hard to plan sometimes i think especially if you haven't done it before and i think accepting that you're going to get things wrong 
you know, I think overcoming failure is such a huge part of business. Um, and even if you maybe do a slightly, say, wonky business plan, that doesn't necessarily mean you've failed. But I think that, okay, rewriting this, redoing this, um, and picking yourself up, is that, like, really important part of business? Yeah, and I think uh, being able to break down your, your demographics and psychographics as two separate variables is quite handy, where... I think sometimes they get lumped together and it becomes a little bit more too generalized. Mm. So, you know, your demographics can literally just be like, yeah, you know, people in this age range in this bubble of, you know, this like 30 uh, 30 mile bubble where your psychographics could be like, yeah, you know, people who want um, furniture (laughs) made out of like dolls, you know, being like getting in the mental state of the the person you want and being able to break down. Why do you have... Why'd you have so many cursed business ideas, Anton? <laughs> you know, just full of them. It took a, a million to get to Nakamedia. <laughs> oh my god, people who want furniture made of dolls. Jesus. Um, but, you know, it's a very simple thing, but you, it's a very important because sadly we've seen a, a lot, especially in the, the creative sector where, mm. you, know, you know, there's people that are very talented and they have the skill and they see other people doing you know production companies or freelance they go t- into it themselves they, they put the chips on the table and then they're like oh i thought people would be coming to me or you know uh they you know they have a struggle getting kind of jobs for the door which can be incredibly scary at times wouldn't you say yeah well i think i think and especially with the kind of work that we do is it does really fluctuate that even kind of seasonally we'll have a lot more work at some times than others and it's about being aware of that and about knowing how to work with that um but also yeah that might not mean that you've done something wrong but it's maybe that you've misassessed something or that the market has changed um you know, because you're maybe a few years in and you haven't quite had the growth that you were expecting and then, oh, well, actually things are really different now. Um, I know, yeah, we've seen we've seen some friends who have sort of dipped toes and gone, nope, I'm not doing it. Um, or friends who have been working at this for a really long time and have gone, actually, now is just, it's been too hard a year. You know, we just can't quite overcome this um, because of X, Y, Z. And that's really difficult, but that doesn't mean that it's stopped forever that doesn't necessarily mean that all of those ideas are wasted or all of that time is gone it's you know everything we do as people builds up upon us with experience and time and energy and and yeah you've got to manifest you've got to manifest mm. business uh, indeed and uh you know i think that leans into you know our next two and final t- uh kind of detailed ones that are quite interlinked and that is your operational requirements and later your finance um you know this is uh very much you know going through what all do you need uh, so if you're needing a space uh why you why you're needing a space if you're needing a warehouse yep. and you know a fleet of vans how much does that cost you uh, how much does it cost to insure um what would be the running costs of that uh, yeah, where would you get the costs. money would you need um lawyers and contracts and patents for anything uh, being able to break down all of your requirements to exist uh, is an important one here. And as well as that, while you're at it, going through and being like, yeah, we need these 10 vans and the warehouse and then people to run the warehouse and then a receptionist. 
being able to mm. break that down and be like, is this financially viable? And again, that kind of leans into what we said about the market research and, you know, looking at similar companies, you know, if most company like pizza restaurants only have like four mm. vans, why do you not, how are you going to be able to afford 10 vans? And, you know, breaking <laughs> it down that way. Yeah, well, I think the same thing is that the worst thing would be that you get into the businesses running and you've been working and you've hired the staff and there are more operational requirements than expected. That can be some of the like worst, worst places to be at because, you know, that can trip you up, that can make you fail that, or, or, or that can make you really sort of get sh- shooketh Um and so, again, taking that time beforehand to just really look through what other people have done, think through what you need. Um, and and stuff can change. Equipment can break. You know, you, uh, there can be roads can be flooded. And so you have to take a longer way. So that costs more fuel. You know, all of this stuff. Um, there are things that happen that are unpredicted. But there's also, you know, a way that's worth the, at the start thinking through a little bit of it so that when some of these eventualities or unexpected things do happen, you can at least be a little bit prepared. Yeah, and, you know, that goes for, you know, the the, the 10 van warehouse route or if you're going for literally, you know, two people like ourselves, you know, working remotely, being able to understand, you know, uh, your cost of breaking even as, you know, both employees and having, uh, you know, additional company running costs, uh, mm-hmm. Even if it's not uh, a huge overhead, being able to have a clear idea of this is where the you know the company needs to be financially, and that you know we've got enough uh, money to start with, you know that we've got X amount of months to reach this milestone of sustainable. Mm. Yeah, and and again, even just for later of of X amount of months to meet certain points, I think is just really important for your company anyway. Um, that yes no growth doesn't have to be anything you might actually just be trying to grow to a point which is then sort of self-sustaining um and if you want to stay at that fine but eventually you know equipment will break eventually people will want to leave or will move on or you know and so that involves okay well actually if you know the waitress that you've had for 10 years has decided you know, maybe not 10 years you know if the waitress that you've had forever has decided to move on that involves training new staff and then there's liability and training new staff and what does that mean and and so yeah I think I think understanding that even if you are aiming for a plateau um it will not be constant um and and the, yeah that's all part of understanding what what will you need and and, and to sort of over plan Indeed. I like to think of it as an over plan. Yeah, and I think that kind of goes for everything. Uh, I think a lot of people get a little bit disheartened doing business plans because it is very much uh, really shaking your idea down to the ground and just be like poking any holes that could be poked, uh, kicking the legs that could be kicked uh, and <laughs> seeing how well the, the building stands over like, all. Uh, Classic but, Anton metaphors. You know, it's uh, a little bit of pain at the moment you know it's, it's not the most fun mm. thing to do but it is you know it can save a lot of pain which is the main thing and you know what if you find out that actually you really fucking love doing business plans maybe your business should be helping people do business plans mm. that's all i'm saying it could happen it could happen 
Tiny Cat Hats Incorporated. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> following on from that, you know, it's uh, the standard wrapping things up, you know, your conclusion, appendix. Uh, if you have referenced any materials, especially during your market analysis and market research. Uh, and, you know, here, you know, you just break down, you know, everything you've learned throughout the, the, the process of making this document, you know, be like, yeah, you know, we're going to be registering this month. Uh, we're going to be starting this and we're going to be hiring these employees here. We'll be getting the facilities then. Um, and, you know, we're working towards this vision statement with great strength. Uh, and basically, mm-hmm. if you're you're planning to give this, this is a, a great sure. stage to do the, the selling part of yourself and to kind of basically make that plan of action ready to go. Yeah, we're in a weird time where I think a lot of people are waiting for stuff to settle down. And part of me you know, is always concerned that I don't think there necessarily will be a settled down. And so it's, well, you know, whilst you have the time now, get started, get doing it, get thinking, because we can sort of, we can think anywhere, you know, you have the ability to think at all times. Um, and not saying that you should be thinking at all times, um, because you, your brain's got to rest. But, you know, if say maybe every morning, you know, you take half an hour and you do a little bit of a business plan and then you go about your day. And then again, next morning, whilst you're eating breakfast, you know, a little bit of a business plan. Though, do take time to eat your breakfast. Um, <laughs> you know, that that can actually make quite a big difference that over a week, you know, you've actually got maybe something quite substantial there. Yeah, and I, I think you're, you're completely right. It's a little bit easy to put things off at the moment. Uh, but I think, you know, it's you know, a very turbulent time, of course, and, you know, the, you know, if it was uh, some lines on a chart, they would be going up and down. Um, But, you know, it's kind of like, uh, if you're dying, it's very easy to, you know, be like, actually, you know, I had a stressful day today, uh, I was busy today, you know, I got in late or stuff like that, and be like, no, I'm not going to start the diet or the exercising today, but a, a lot of these things to stick will have to go through, you know, or endure a lot of the kind of ebbs and flow of your your normal life anyway. I think as well though, if if you know, I think so much of business is about destroying yourself for no purpose. So please do be taking care of, of yourself. You know, I think I think there's huge mentalities. Uh, there was a big scandalous article that was like Jeff Bezos actually does eat three meals and only does go to a few meetings a day. It's like, well, yeah, of course he's not you know, living that mad style lifestyle his whole life because he doesn't have to anymore. But I think there is a glorification in um, working yourself to the bone. Um, and it might be required sometimes, but I think also be aware of your own limitations. You know, there there are people that do business sustainably out there. So it must be a way for you to also achieve that. Um, and so you know, though we say do a little bit of work or you can just push through it and you can do it, I think also being aware that actually maybe this business plan should be done next year. But that doesn't mean that you can't plan it now. You know, if maybe the business should be launched next year, doesn't mean you can't do it now. Take take some a little bit of time. But if you are fully flat out pushed for time and, and you can't manage anything, then actually then having a business on top of that is only going to make things worse. Yeah, and... Um... Uh, and the the case that you're you've got a little bit of time to to put aside to it, um, it's actually a surprisingly easy, a lot easier than I expected when I, we were doing ours. Where yeah, you had fun doing it. Yeah, you know, it's very much it's it's broken down into such big categories. Like for instance, if you're mm. writing a an essay or something critical in that regard, you know, 
putting together you know five six hundred words for that like really good golden paragraph might require you to you know get a, a big brain full uh, picture interpretation of something whereas the your business plan is broken down s- into like small quite small chunks you know you're doing a, a page per a lot of these categories that you know writing down your your mission statement is maybe you know a hundred words a couple hundred words at max and um, it's a lot easier to it's a lot more palatable than a, a lot of other forms of large document documentation i've personally done them in the past <laughs> you avoided the friggin partnership agreement so hard yeah um that's a big document but yeah you know i was happy to do it and that's part of knowing the strengths of of what we can do is that you know i may take a bit longer to write something but actually i can probably write something really pretty darn good um and so that's knowing okay which one of us can do it which one of us wrote in the business plan who can do it um and and you know knowing yourselves as an asset is really important as well indeed so yeah just to, to summarize and go over that kill this the, kind of a little bit of a standardized structure there are some variations but you'll see these beats um popping up fairly consistently uh you've got your table content executive summary business plan uh, excuse me business mission and vision statement uh, business details management details market research slash analysis marketing operational requirements finance conclusion and any appendix um if you have any we've got a very festive episode coming up next week um you know uh, so hope to see you there it's gonna be tons of fun and um it's very exciting yeah is there and a- if you wanted to contact us ah. anton how would you do so yeah so you know we've got this uh this email contraption it's at uh, contact at nakamedia.co.uk uh, we're quite good there we'll we'll see everything's come through if you're you know got any questions interested in maybe joining us on the podcast if you've been thinking or have a a, pot, um, a business up and running we'd love to hear from you and similar if there's anything we can help out with we, we have a whole bunch of stuff because of course we run that NAC Media LP which all our details are on our website similarly if you wanted to you know see a little bit more of what we're doing or get in contact us with other ways we are on a bunch of different social media platforms which is facebook instagram and linkedin under naka media llp indeed and at this point of the podcast anton has literally just left to go get the post we did say beforehand that there might be deliveries um i knew this was going to happen yet still it hurts now that I'm alone and of course if um, you know, you, you're more form of outdoor travel enjoying the outdoors uh, in that great wilderness we do have our beautiful mm. ravens uh, very shiny uh, they've got their oh. little wee holiday hats ready to go they're, they're, they've been enjoying the season oh they're little wee holiday hats what are those? it's Santa hats <laughs> oh they're wearing little Santa hats oh that's cute I don't get to see them much anywhere. Yeah, they're they're just so busy, you know. So many, so much mail, you know. Christmas, um, like they've got picked up a contract from uh, Amazon to you know pick up some oh of the gosh. slack there. Uh, they've yeah, been working boys. hard, but uh, they've they've always got time. If you've got any mail, uh, you want to send. Yeah, to luckily, us. luckily they have a union. Um, but anyway, that is a wonderful thank you from us at Nakamedia, and um, stay safe and bye for now. Au revoir. <laughs>